As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Action. Hello and welcome to Do You Think I'm Kidding? I am Gina Gold. I'm Flynn May. This is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of topics, but the reason that uh, we put a hold on those topics is because there is um, something that's come up. It's, you know, it's it's similar to locusts and uh, frogs. Falling. Uh, yeah, frogs falling, plague, that sort of thing. And that is um, the inauguration of Donald Trump that uh, some of you know has happened uh, how many days ago? Seems like an eternity. Yeah, it really does. Seems like an eternity is what you want to say. <laughs> Now, before I get into the really depressing stuff, I I want to say something. I know that people are going to laugh at me, but I'm just going to put it out there because when this comes to light, I want you to remember that Gina Gold, Gina Michelle Gold, told you this first. And everyone laughed at her. But you see, I don't care if people laugh at me. I need people to know the truth. So when Donald Trump was um, being inaugurated, he had some Secret Service men behind him, right? Now, I don't know if anybody ever watched the TV show Fringe, uh, which is a sci-fi show. And there were these ball-headed... Uh, men, they were the, these ball-headed uh, white men from the future. I guess everybody in the future on Fringe was a ball-headed white man. Wasn't sure how to take that. But anyway, they came back to the past. I forgot why. But they all had bald heads, and they were super pale and emotionless and had black suits. Okay, what's my point? Donald Trump, when he was being inaugurated, his Secret Service person that was behind him was either one of those men from the past, from the future, on Fringe, or an android. Oh. I'm telling you, the man that was sitting behind Donald Trump, the man on the right as they are parading, is not human. AI's finest or alien? I Well, I or a robot of some sort. Like, 
something something um I was thinking more like more maybe clone or robot. I really I would love to maybe we'll put the footage on our blog. Yes. Okay, for people to see. Yeah. Because I want to know I think you need a visual. You need this. a visual, but I wanted to put it out there so that you would know that you heard it here at Do You Think I'm Kidding? Because the truth will come out at some point. It's true. It always does. It the always does. Knoll, everything. It just it comes right. out. Right. So so before it was the grassy knoll, but because we're like getting towards the future. So in 20 years, you're going to find out that that man was not human. Which I think, you know, brings back to another point about Trump. Right. Who is <laughs> also not human. That's a good point. Well, it's where's your stance about you know, immigration, when you are employing people that aren't human, they're not from here. They're from another planet. That is true. Let's M- Melania look, certainly is. Let's look at, you know, who gets the visas, who gets the landing pads. Right. Oh. So, yeah. And so when you talk about immigration, I saw an interview with Melania and the interviewer was saying, you know, but you're an immigrant. And she said, yes, but I came here legally. I... You know, I got my visa, then I went back after three months, and then I came back. Well, it's a lot easier for people to do that when you are from, when you're, when you're um, an immigrant from Europe. True, true. Right? So she could say that, you know, like, well, I did it the right way because it was easy for her to do it. I'm just upset because I think there's so many people that want to live in the U.S. that are you know, from our own planet, from the Philippines, <laughs> from, you know, the Sudan, from Syria. Hello. And he's letting Martians in <laughs> just because he wants to have a timeshare. I don't think this is right. I, I'm upset uh, yet again at the Donald. I refuse to use the P word for him unless it's a different P word. I'm going to call him the Donald or something else. I just can't. I will not refer to him as a president. No. I'm not going to do it. Can't do it. Uh, So also I want to say yet again, the struggle is real. It really is. Um, But but it's not real for everybody. So um, Aaron, our our lovely engineer, he helped us through the struggle today. (laughs) Um, You know, and it's just... He can back us up, like, just to get into the studio for Gina and I. It's like, we just, we kind of, like, shuffle in, like, right, in this things way are hard. of, like, it's hard. And, like, Aaron today was just like, maybe I got the time wrong. Maybe it's not, do you think I'm kidding? Time? But it was. He's just so patient with us. But we just, it was, the struggle is real. And, you know, like, I got, I got into work today and... I was like out of breath, like going up four stairs, and I was just like, oh my God, it's just so. Ugh. And my friend, my friend would say, you know, everyone got this flu. And as a person of color, I'm realizing nobody can tell when I have the flu or I'm sick and I'm like coming into work. They're just like, you're working slower. What's wrong with you? Wait, are you saying because your skin is darker? Yeah. So my friend was saying, as a person of color, they don't look what people are expecting to say like they don't look sicker like they don't their outward appearance doesn't appear like haggard enough or what have you he was like but why would you look more you mean like redder 
Well, that was what he was going to say. He was saying, like, when my white colleagues have a fever, their skin is, like, really red or pink. Or, like, if they're getting the chills, it's, like, they're kind of, like, blue or they're, like, almost see-through. Like, he was like, I could see where the blood is going in your head. Oh, my God, what's going on? But he's like, with me, I'm just kind of, like, slumped on my desk. (laughs) And no one really knows why. And they're just like, oh, up all night, eh, buddy? Uh, He's like, no, I'm not hungover. I have a fever. (laughs) uh, I see. You know? And so he was like, I just, like, nobody can ever tell. They just think I'm, like, skipping work or I'm, like, slacking on the job when really I'm, like, knocked down by this... I see. Horrible flu that everybody has. And, you know, I went into her today and I have to say I was backing him up until today. But today my coworker stopped me when I came into work and I was out of breath. And she was like, Belinda, it looks like you're struggling there. It looks like you're having a hard time. And I was like, (laughs) I have hit the wall where white people recognize I am not doing so well. <laughs> wow, and you must have been doing pretty bad, is what yeah, you're Yeah, is what I'm saying. It was, like, it was, like, bad enough that, like, my white colleagues were like, stop what you're doing. Right. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> right, 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 right. And and so so you're saying that the struggle, so obviously this, uh, the struggle is harder for the most part, and maybe not across the bar- board. Because of the, the he who shall not be named. I don't know, but it's it definitely, we have turned a corner in terms of toe-up looking, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh, right, in terms of how you're feeling. Yeah. But you look fine. That's really... Oh, kind. is that racist? No. No. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm sorry, laughing at my own joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really surprised at that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should move on. We okay, move all on. right, all right. So moving on. Going back to Donald Trump. Um, well, first, you know what? I think why don't Megan wa- wanted to come in and uh, say something and say my friend Megan. She wanted to come in and talk, and I think it would make sense if we talked after her because I think that she will give us a lot to Consider. think about and, t- and talk about. Yeah, Mon. Yes, call yeah. therapists about. All right. Well, let's okay. let's get Megan in here then. Okay. All right, and I'm going to excuse myself. You always do. Because I don't... I know. Just go. Like just her. go, just go. Okay. Just go. <sighs> Megan! Hi. Good afternoon. <laughs> so, uh, thanks Hello. For, thanks for coming back. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, we're back... On the air again. Um, Thank you, you know, for having me. A lot of a lot of stuff has happened in the news since you've been out. We want to know what's up with you, though. Tell us about yourself and maybe reintroduce yourself to the audience. Okay, since it's been a minute. Okay, so um, my name is Megan, and as a lot of you know, um, I'm really happy to be here. And Flynn. Thank you for um, asking me to be on the show. And I was just wondering if I could maybe talk a little bit about who I am. Um, I am a social justice advocate. Um, I also uh, do a lot of things with art to promote um, issues that I think are important. Mm. Um, Do you mind if I promote, you know, some of the things that I'm doing? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. Um. So, 
First of all, I, I want to say I think you look nice today. Oh. Uh, well, thank you. And I mean that. I'm not trying to be condescending or in any way. Uh, thanks. Um, thanks, Megan. <laughs> thank you. So, um, so I just want to do an announcement that my um, Bring a Starbucks to West Oakland t-shirts are on sale right now. Um, as well as photographs of my resin recycling project. If, if you don't know about it, it's I. There, you know how there's all this trash on the beach, and I was like, how can I take this trash and turn it into something beautiful? So I arranged the trash on the beach in in a the form of a heart, and then I added um, resin to it, um, so that it it actually turned it into something beautiful. Wow. Um, and I'm also going to be having a fundraiser. Oh, okay. So what's the fundraiser for? Um, it's a fundraiser for charity. Some of the proceeds go to raise money for charity cause, uh, because it's a fundraiser. Okay, yes. But what exactly is the charity? Like, who receives the funds that you are raising? How, and how much of the proceeds were actually going to go to charity? You said some of the proceeds. And... Um, uh yeah, so uh, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, and thanks so much for having me on the show, as I said before, um, and as you know, um, as someone who's a political activist, um, social justice activist, and just sort of being out there on the front lines, I thought it would be appropriate for me to talk about, um, you know, what's going on in politics, but yeah. But are you going to, you're not going to talk about Okay, go ahead. Go. I think there's there's something that's really important going on right now, um, which reminds me a lot of the work that I'm actually trying to do. What are you trying to do, Megan? That's what I'm trying to... What's going on today is that Trump was elected president, and I'm actually very upset and depressed about it. And is that what you're referring to? Is that the charity you're referring to? What is this... No, that's not the charity that I'm referring to. But part of why I wanted to come on the show is because I knew that based on who you are, and I don't mean this in any way to be condescending. Who I am? But uh, your personality, just, you know, you living in the Bay Area, and um, I knew that you'd be upset and that you would have a certain take on Donald Trump's presidency. And I know you probably marched and all that, so I just want to talk about some things that I think will put your mind at ease. Bring it on. I'm just like, if if this is you talking about your charity, that would be great. If it's talking about voting for Donald Trump, I don't actually want to hear it. And I find it fascinating that you constantly call yourself an activist for the people, but you'd have the audacity to vote for Trump. Okay, so I'm not upset about what you're saying because I know that you're misguided (laughs) and somewhat bitter over the loss. Um, But one of the things that's that's going on right now is because of how some people are feeling, they're super sensitive, (laughs) and it's gotten to the point where you actually can't say anything anymore. And I feel like this is really oppressive. And um, I think in the end, it actually gets in the way of people being unified and bringing them together because... um, It's just gotten to the point where, as a white person, I'm afraid to say anything. So I thought you were going to talk about, you know, how Donald Trump's put, like, gags on the press and, like, 
has like taken away like the right to tweet from like certain organizations within the government and you're talking about white people not being able to say anything? Well, I'm saying that one of the um, reasons I think he won is because of, of like, okay, if someone offered me a licorice and asked me if I wanted the red licorice or the black licorice, I would be afraid to say that I don't want the black licorice because I don't want people to think that I'm racist. But I actually, the black licorice is a completely different flavor. It's like, it's not the same as the red. But I actually would like get anxiety saying this because I feel like people would say that I was racist. About licorice. Now I'm saying because I use the word black, like I said, oh, I don't like the black one. Like if I say, I don't like the black one, then people, uh, you know, and it's not, and, 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 I'm not saying that you would do this because it's actually not coming from black people as much. I, it's a lot of white people that do this, but they would say, oh, you're being racist because you said you don't like the black one. And I think that we've got to get away from this kind of like, oh, my God, I'm just like, I'm going to be so sensitive to your feelings that I'm just going to overdo it. And then I'm going to oppress somebody who's just wanting a piece of red licorice. <laughs> There's just so much. I don't know what to say. It's so interesting the way that, you know, our conversations about oppression and struggle, you know, can be really just whittled down to candy. I'm sorry. I just, I, it's so... I, what does that mean? Well, you know, I think that we're having a communication a communication breakdown because I'm coming at this assuming that, you know, you understand when I say that there's systemic racism and that, you know, it's hard for a black family with children to get housing, whereas like, you know, a single white man can get any home he wants. Like but I don't think you're understanding that if you're coming down to, like, being afraid to get the licorice that you want because of racism. But you're not even hearing me. It's like you're so... You're so on your monologue, your 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 racial monologue, that you didn't hear what I said. I am saying that I'm not racist. And there's so many people who are not racist who feel like they're being accused of being racist because they can't say anything. They can't say, oh, um, like if there's a bunch of dogs and they're fighting and the black dog is the one that started it and someone's like, oh, the black one started it. It's like, oh, you're racist. That's not the issue, Megan. <laughs> well, I nobody's, think it is the nobody's issue. Nobody's accusing you of being I would say color motivated in your choices. Like that's not actually the most important issue. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm saying that I think people trying to express how there are serial counts of injustice in our in our society, it doesn't come down to simple things like whether or not things were painted white or black or a person just happened to be, you know, 
getting a black fighting dog versus a white poodle. You know what I mean? It's not racism is not about that. That's my whole point. You proved my point because I am saying racism is not about that. But people are making it about that. They're making it that it's you're so politically correct that you can't say anything anymore. And that's my whole point. And the reason that Donald Trump has appealed to people is because finally someone was saying, look, I'm tired of being politically correct. Sometimes things need to be said and 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 he doesn't have time to sit down there and break it down for everybody and say it in a in a you know candy covered way he had to say what needs to be said do you see what i'm saying that doesn't mean that the person is racist and that's that's where i i was trying to give you the analogy with the licorice but you didn't you didn't understand it so there's two things the problem is that there's the problem is that there's always time to phrase something in a way that everyone can understand without offending everyone and i don't i don't see that happening with him the second thing is what he thinks needs to be said i want you to address what about his actual stances on the issues you agreed with in the first place like quote unquote telling it like it is like for him is not including the rights of most people. Okay, so, but that is a misconception, is my point. So it's because of the way that he's saying it, the assumption, like, because he's saying that he wants to build a wall, it's that saying that he's racist. But that's, it's not racist to say that, that there's a lot of people. Like, how would you feel if you were squished on your block? Like, you just got squished because there's so many people. Like, I think one of the things that people like you don't understand, and I don't mean because you're black, I was saying because you're from the Bay Area, that one of the things that you don't understand as sort of, um, you know, like one of those Bay Area types is that... (laughs) You cannot have it both ways. You can't say, oh, I, you know, I would really like to live on a street that was really nice, you know, and I, I'd like to not get mugged on the way home, but then you don't want to close the recycling plant and you know that there's a lot of crime that is a result of the recycling plant and people, homeless people walking by with their bottles and cans causing problems, taking gardening tools from people. You can't even leave your gardening tools out. You turn around, you put down a wrench, and it's gone. You're laughing, but I'm saying, you know, and then, you know, I bet, like, if your wrench got stolen, not trying to say that you would have a wrench is nothing to do with you being, um, looking a lesbian or anything, please don't take that the wrong way. I'm just saying that if someone took your wrench, you would be upset, but yet, oh my God, but don't close down the recycling plan. Oh my God, because the homeless have a right to be in the neighborhood on a residential street. And, and the same thing with immigration, like not everybody can fit in one space. That's just like math and everything. Like if you had a circle and then you had 50 people in the circle, and then like you added 100 more people, 
that would be 150 people in the circle. And that's, that has, that's not racist. That's just math. See, the problem is, A, that there's always plenty of space. How, how is there plenty of space? I, did you get my analogy about the circle? So the United States was the circle, is what I'm saying. That's the United States, and that's the circle with the United States in it. So how? tell me how all those people can squish into one circle. <laughs> the United States is a fairly large, non-circular shape with a lot of room. How much room? Thousands of miles of room okay but like not all of that some of it's the ocean so should people live in the ocean that's not true it is true there's you only have a certain amount of space after that you run out why that's why people are doing um these expeditions to mars because it's there's not enough room it's because there's too much trash. That's why people are doing Expedition to Mars. Exactly, but you don't want to close down the recycling plan. I rest my case. You see, you want to have it both ways. That You just proved your own point, Megan. That didn't make any sense. You don't want trash. But I'm saying in order to not have trash, you have to close down the recycling plan. No. Yes. That because makes cause- more trash. Well, no, because they, they're, the trash <laughs> is coming from the homeless people I I wish that are making here. trash. I can't believe this. You're making trash by with your homelessness. No, the because homeless you don't have a home. Aren't making trash. They are making people trash. People with homes make the trash. The homeless people try to glean what they can to eke out a living from the trash that people with money and resources dump on the street. So basically, you're saying there's no room in the entirety of Oakland for, like, the small margin of the city, even though that margin is growing, that is homeless because you want the entire city to yourself. Now, that's totally... That you're doing what people do to Donald Trump all the time, taking one thing that he says and then, like, mixing it all up. And then, and then, and then next thing you know, it sounds bad. But I... I'm all about being homeless. I'm just saying <laughs> that it's it's not fair. It doesn't mean that I want homeless people on my block. There's there there's got to be a solution for the homeless. That doesn't mean come on in and let's have tea. Oh my god. And the, and that analogy um and not the one about the circle, but the one about the wall, it's like there's not enough room for everybody. So, you know, if that's, people are coming over here, not, not everybody really can fit in one space because there's no call to stop immigration of people from European countries. There's only this idea that illegal Mexican immigrants are overrunning our country, which actually isn't true. Well, it's not just Mexicans. It's also um, West Indians. Oh, my God. Um, You know, I know that there's, like, a lot. When I was in New York, I I had gone back to Brooklyn, and, oh, my God, I'm telling you, it was all West Indian. And I have nothing against West Indians at all. And I totally love the music. I'm just saying that... That it's like there's it's just a lot of people. There's too many people 
in one space. If everybody keeps coming here, there's not going to be any room. It's going to be um, not the United States anymore. You know, it's 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 math. It has nothing to do with race. This is not about race. But if you have too many people, then then nobody has anything. It really is about race. No, it's Megan. not. It really is. I mean, his stance is that people from countries where the people are brown should not be coming to America. But he has no problem with anyone coming from European countries. He has no problem with anyone coming, basically, who's independently wealthy enough to buy into his grand scheme. But he doesn't like it when people come here looking for a job or come here looking for an opportunity, which is what America was founded on. Okay, but he... Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Also said that if you are wanting to come to this country and be productive, then you can come. But if you just want to come over here to just be over here, there's not enough space. That's not even true. And how is it why not true? Is building, how, and how is building a wall in the desert a even, I can't even say a a logical use of resources because it's so illogical that it hurts me to have the words come out of my mouth. And how would it stop anything? You can always get around walls. You can always overcome them. There's like so many pointless walls in our planet and we don't need more. What we need is better resources. We need better policies. We need to actually have working relationships with other countries, but he is opposed to all of those things. We can't have more resources if people keep coming over here no, taking Trump the has, resources. Trump has plenty of resources because he wants to put them towards a wall in the desert instead of housing the homeless, instead of feeding people and taking care of our environment. If people were not dumping all of their trash into our ocean into landfills that just 
cause the greenhouse gases to increase, even though he doesn't want to admit that greenhouse gases exist, there would be plenty of room, quote unquote, for everyone to have their own ranch. It would be lovely. But you can't do that and have tons of trash. You can't have it both ways either. Well, there would be less trash if there was less people. So if there's a wall and it kept people out, there would be less people. Do you understand what I'm saying? That you want to be all PC, like, oh, like, kumbaya, welcome everybody, welcome Mexicans, welcome everybody, West Indians, whatever. I want you to understand what Trump thinks about this. Like, I really want to make this clear. Like, this is... This is his ideology. They're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. But I speak to border guards and they tell us what we're getting. And it only makes common sense. It only makes common sense. They're sending us not the right people. It's coming from more than Mexico. It's coming from all over South and Latin America, and it's coming probably, probably from the Middle East. But we don't know, because we have no protection, and we have no competence. We don't know what's happening. And it's gotta stop, and it's gotta stop fast. I would build a great wall, and nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. And I'll build them very inexpensively. I will build a great, great wall on our southern border, and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. Mark my words. I will immediately terminate President Obama's illegal executive order on immigration. Immediately. I get it. I get your point. Thank you. That's your boy right there. But what is your point? I mean, I get that you were trying to say something Donald Trump, whatever, you know. What is your point? He's saying the same thing that I just said. No, he's not. He's saying, this is his, I'll repeat what he just said. He said, they're not sending us the right people. As if. In some room in Mexico, there was a guy saying, oh, are you a school teacher? I'm not giving you a visa. Oh, you're a criminal? Yes, you can have a visa. Go ahead. But these people don't have visas, so that doesn't make sense. That's the whole point. They're illegal. They don't have a visa. He's saying he doesn't care. He's saying it doesn't matter if it's legal or illegal. You did not hear him say that, that you are making an assumption that he's saying that you're putting words into his mouth. He did not say that, you know, every he says, Mexican. We have no competence. We have no protection. We have no way of knowing. As though we don't have border police. Okay. And but- as though they have no, no, <laughs> nothing better to do than to stand there and be like, we're going to send all of our criminals to the U.S., multiple countries, according to him. Well, I just think that it's not that they're sending criminals, but if it's criminals that are crossing the border. And I can prove that because when you cross the border, is it legal or illegal? <laughs> is it legal or illegal to cross the border? A 
according to our ridiculous laws, it's illegal to cross an invisible line in the sand. Okay, but now you're now you're just saying something about sand, and uh, but yet I couldn't say anything about circles. Is it illegal oh or not to cross the border into into the United States? Is it illegal? Yes or no? Yes, it's illegal. Thank you. Which so makes, then, if it's which illegal, makes a person, which makes a person a rapist somehow? No, if you're if you're illegal, you're doing a crime. So when he said criminals, they've already committed a crime by coming across the border. Once you get across the border, you know, if you've done that, you're probably desperate. So it would make sense that you might be a rapist or, you know, or like, you know, some other kind of armed robbery or just whatever kind of thing that would make you desperate enough to think that you could do something illegal like crossing the border. Like, you, you don't see school teachers walking across the border, right? You don't see, like, um, you know, nuclear physicists going across the border. So who's going across the border? How, how Criminals. Are they, how are they proving that they're a rapist crossing the border? Because it's not easy to cross the border. You know, you have... It's, 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 it's not... I'm, you know, you can't just go traipsing across the border. You have to be you know, a criminal. So it would make sense someone that was probably in jail, someone that was, you know, used to that kind of lifestyle. And you want to pretend that this is not happening when it is happening. And I don't understand why you can't admit that, that it's not about race. This is, this is something that's happening. Like, so if I get mugged by a black person or a, a Mexican and I say, I was, I was mugged by a Mexican is that racist? I don't know what to say. I, I don't even know where you're going with this. But is it, is it racist? Is it racist if I say that it, a, a Mexican mugged me? No. Thank it, you. It's racist to say there's a group of Mexicans that I don't know. They're probably going to mug me. Right, but Donald Trump didn't say they're probably going to cross the border and come over here and commit crime and be a rapist. He's saying they already... No, he's saying they already did that. That's what they're doing, and it has to be stopped. So he's not saying, I think that if people come over here, they're going to do bad things. He's saying they are coming over here and doing bad things. So I'm saying I was doing and you're saying... He's a rapist. He's a criminal. He's committed unbelievable crimes that are never prosecuted because he's rich when you well okay but here's here's and And you know he's a rapist i don't know that he's a rapist i don't know that i don't know that he's a rapist i don't know that i think that part of what happened is and this unfortunately happens when you know whenever there's a campaign is you know I'm sure that people said things about Hillary that weren't true, although I think that a lot of them were true. And the reason that I'm saying that, and I can... Why would someone lie about that? Because they paid her to say that. Oh, come on. Like, see, this is the this is like you being naive because you're from the Bay Area. This is oh exactly what I'm talking about. You don't think that they would pay someone to get up there and and just destroy Donald Trump? You don't know if that person was paid or not paid. Like, you have no idea. You don't know that person. You've never talked to her. You're making an assumption that she's telling the truth. And it's just, like, never even occurred to you that they might be just trying to destroy him, 
You know, I mean, and the difference is, let me tell you what the difference is. The difference is that with Hillary, her stuff came out on WikiLeaks. There was proof of her behavior. With this, this was like somebody that could have been paid millions of dollars. Here, you know, here's a side. He didn't deny it. He did deny it. He said, this is ridiculous. This is the media attacking me. That, you know, I'm not even going to dignify this because this is absolutely untrue. Just like he said that the prostitutes in, in the room were was a lie as well. Because it's like, people are just, I want to keep making things up to make him look bad. And so that, you know, because pe- it's ha- people are having a hard time with the fact that he won. And clearly, so are you. <laughs> I'm glad you can sleep at night, Megan. It's really, I'm glad you can. I don't know what that means. That's okay. You don't need to just. It's okay. Have licorice. It'll be fine. Okay. Well, I, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm actually done with this interview because I feel like um, nothing that I've said today has been. Um, everything was just turned around. Everything. You know, you might as well just be mainstream media at this point because you've just taken everything that I've said and just put your own little spin on it, and then you've said things and you don't even have the facts to back them up. And that's fine. I'm willing, I'm fine because you know what? I'm a winner. And, you know, my team won and yours lost. I think that it's going to reveal itself that you might have lost too, Megan. <laughs> okay, I don't know what that is like. Okay, Yoda. <laughs> Thank that's you. Megan. Thank you so much for having me. Um, bring um, a Starbucks to West Oakland um, t-shirts. Um, you can find that on my blog. And um, thank you so much. And there'll be, you know, more coming from me soon. Thank you. Megan, turn off your phone. I was expecting a call. But okay, fine. I, the interview's over. But thank you. Gina? Yes. You always leave me alone with her. So, okay, what is it that upset you the most? (laughs) The most? Yeah, what is it that upset you the most? (laughs) And be specific. It could have been the circle of 50 people that is America. <laughs> Maybe the fact that, oh, you know, racism is really about licorice. <laughs> um, and I'm candy coating everything and twisting everything that she says. But I really think that what irritated me the most was that she said that Donald Trump wasn't a rapist. <laughs> Yeah, that was because hard I to hear. I just you're a woman, right? How are you going to defend him? I know. I she kind of reminds me of Kellyanne Conway. It's like, how are you a woman and this is okay with you? But I mean, and I guess that's what I don't like. But I I can't tell if she believes what she's saying or she's so well paid. Like it's like you know what I mean. Like if you just. <laughs> Well, that's funny. That was her. That was her theory. <laughs> Wait, that was Megan's theory. Yes. Oh, about about about, about rapists. Um, 
and that you know people that allege rapism, ra- ugh, rapism. She's made oh, my IQ drop. Okay. Oh, that people that accused Donald <sighs> yes. Trump of, of being rape. a rapist <laughs> are. I'm struggling with English right now. Are being paid by who? Who? Well, you I know? think she meant like the Democrats or like uh, Hillary. Okay, thing. they didn't even have their stuff together to cover up the fact to cover WikiLeaks. They're not going to pay people. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, but they did try to. What about the Bernie Sanders thing? But I'm saying I'm not saying they, I agree with Megan. I think they she's were organized I'm, enough to 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 clean that up. They're not going to be organized enough to like. But how much organization? I'm I'm hey, playing devil's advocate. I'm only playing devil's advocate. I totally just want you to know. I think Megan is gross. I think Donald Trump is gross. But how do you know that? How do you like? Okay, so what I'm saying is, if you were on the debate team, right, and you had to prove your point, how saying that they're not organized doesn't prove that that. That someone didn't pay those women. Even though I know they didn't and I know that they are telling the truth and I mean, that he's, the, he is a rapist. The other thing is, I mean, just to me, to come forward with that is not something that you want to do for fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes you very vulnerable and very public and you get so much backlash yes, from that. Yes, absolutely. And, she, and, and, she, and one of the women got insulted because he said that I would never sexually assault her. Have you seen how she looks? Which is the most horrible? I don't understand that this is where we're at. But you open yourself up to more vitriolic and slanderous abuse than just confronting that one person and saying that to them. Right. And the only reason you would put yourself through that is because you're afraid of what will happen if you don't. Right. In which case, they were afraid of what would happen if this person was able to access more people and have unlimited power as the president. And look, it happened to me. Right. That's right. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, but this, And the same thing came up with the Cosby thing where a lot of people are saying mm-hmm. that the, a lot those women were, some of the women were paid. Um. But you'd have to pay someone a lot. I mean, that's that's yeah to come up and say that they to say that they were sexually assaulted. And Donald, it's not like Donald Trump has any credibility. I mean, at least with Bill Cosby, he was playing it off in public, so that could be an argument. Whereas, uh, even though I believe that he was cutting a fool as well, but but Donald Trump, um, a case in point when he said uh i you know you grab them by the uh pussy so you're right he has no credit also i think that saying that um if it wasn't my daughter i would date her and then they said something like what it was he was on the view when he did this but they said something like what is something that you feel like you both have in common the most and he goes said something like i want to say sex but and I forgot what the butt was, but it, and then it was like so awkward. Yeah, it was awkward, and I think Joy Behar said something like, "Okay, Woody Allen." Um, so that's and there's some 
there's some photo shoots, like he had professional photo shoots when Ivanka, I keep confusing her as thinking she's the first lady, because she kind of is, because I think, right? There's something not quite. Yeah, I mean, I think Melania's just. Yeah. Um, not to be insulted. I, you know, I don't want to, it's hard, I don't want to insult women, but I, at the same time, have to insult a woman who I, who, like Kellyanne Conway, I feel like. But but I'm gonna but I'm not gonna but I'm not gonna do what men do, which is to talk about her looks, how or you know, it's but her character is no character. Melania also, same thing. What's my point? I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, okay. So we're looking at uh it's it's ten minutes to the hour. Um, a little thing that we like to do generally is to five minutes in Gina Gold's head. Um and maybe we could do that, and then we could take a caller to wrap it up and just kind of, like, close us out. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> I wanted to know, um, just for five minutes, what your your psych-up game is. What you what do you do when you, are, you have to go on stage, or you have to be on the air, or you have to, um, you know... Put your game face on when things are getting you down. So I think that would be inspiring for people who are just, you know, feeling down about what's happening in the world right now. To know, you know, what you do as a celebrity and as a, a personality to kind of get yourself to the space where, like, I'm, I'm going to ignore, I'm going to block out all these other things, I'm going to focus on my game and how to, how to, you know, wow the crowd. What do you do? Um, well, I think it's a little, it's, it's, the only problem with the question is that it's there. It's a little different because, um, like, c- comparing going on stage and convincing myself that I'm good enough and that I'm okay feels a little different than like there's a giant Hitler coming towards me. At, you know what I mean? And he's going to destroy the earth. So it's a little bit harder. But in a way, you're right. It's not. So um, because a friend of mine said. Um, when I called her and I said, what's wrong? And she said, you know, I'm trying to not be upset about the Donald Trump thing. I try to not watch the news. I try, she said, but then I don't feel good about not watching the news. I know I need to to pay attention. And I think that we do need to pay attention because I, you know, I I want to ignore, I, 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 I tried that approach. Like I tried to take the news feed off of my phone because the news, it keeps showing up. But, um, and so I had someone who's really savvy with the iPhone, fiddle with it, get the news off. The next day, the Donald Trump found his way back into my phone. How did he do that? I don't know because this guy who did this for me is a whiz. Like he got he's like you won't get any more notifications, you won't get any more news flashes about Donald Trump. And the next day, what do I see? A comb over. Ugh. The next day. So but I think it's because you know, Madonna said it so perfectly. She's like, Donald Trump has done us a tremendous service. And I know that sounds crazy, but he did. And the reason that he did us a service is because clearly we have gotten lazy. Clearly we must have fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. We must have fallen asleep because if we hadn't fallen asleep, he wouldn't be here, right? Yeah. Like, so if we hadn't let things go, like if we had... If we had uh, boycotted him 
back when he wasn't letting black people in his apartment buildings, if we had boycotted him when he had his USA pageants and when we, if we had boycotted him when he first called that woman Miss Piggy, if we had hit the streets the minute he said he was going to build a wall. Mm-hmm. Not after he's elected yeah. for corn's sake. And I'm not trying, I'm not blaming the victim. I'm not saying it's your fault Donald Trump was elected. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that keeping your head in the sand is what I think is what got us into this mess. I, this is where it is, folks. Everybody wanted to uh, watch The Apprentice, know what Paris Hilton was doing. You, you want to know what the Kardashians are wearing? Well, guess what? You now have a reality TV star as the president. And I'm not saying that, you know, oh, you never should have watched those episodes of Jerry Springer. But I kind of am. Like, when that becomes normal, you know, for you to turn on the TV set and someone's like, you know, next up, you know, I slept with my mother. No. It becomes possible to sneak in all these other things. It becomes possible to sneak in laws that take away our rights it becomes possible to sneak in you know really shady legislation that like gives you know corporations lots of kickbacks and takes away any kind of protection like and we wind up with crazy things in our water and everyone's hair falls out that's how those guys from fringe are created is that in the future you know, the chemicals have killed everybody's hair cells. No one has any hair follicles left anymore. And that guy's just the first one. Right, 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 right. And we're like, because, and I think um, Cat Williams said, you know, like, Set was talking about, it's like, okay, at first you're like genetically engineered salmon? Oh, that's disgusting. If they come out with that, 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 I'm not putting up with that. Then they come out with that. And you don't do shit. And Mm -hmm. then you get kind of desensitized to it. I mean, you're still disgusted, but you don't do shit. And then it's like genetically engineered, blah, blah, blah. That's so there you're not like they slowly desensitize you. Mm -hmm. And you don't when he said he was going to put Muslims in a database. Why didn't we hit the streets? Why didn't he hit the streets? Because I remember when he said that, I, cu- I thought I heard wrong. I thought, oh, mm-hmm. I th- he, he must be mean, like some like a database. He must be talking like, like when you get your visa. Like I, I was making things up because I thought, well, no one would say that. He, and I was looking uh, at the screen, and I see where he called like one of the news reporters a bimbo because he didn't like what he So why? And I, and I think it's great that we had the Women's March, but quite frankly, we need to be out there Every day. Every day. Well, I think we need to do more than March. Right. So what and what? So do you and, and I think that I think that's where people are a little stymied because protesting is great. But if in dealing with a Donald Trump type personality it, it and who is someone who's um, mentally unstable, he's just going to continue to be unstable, like whether you protest or not. So what are some of the actions that. That we can take. Well, I'm going to try to connect us with uh, a caller next show that can give us some some more clarity around that. She has a list of actions you can take to combat Trump. Oh, great. Okay. Um, I think we're almost out of time, so we'll try to bring our guest uh, back on for next show, too. 
Yeah. Um, but I really want to say it's great to be back on with you, Dina. Yay! We, I feel the same way. Like, it's it's been too long. I think we ended at like Thanksgiving. And I'm yeah. like, whoa. I know, I know. But now we're now we're we're back. We're on a roll now. Yeah. We're on a roll. Yeah. So see, look, thank you, Donald Trump. <laughs> you have to look at the positive. <laughs> see, that's how you you just <laughs> you're backstage and you go and thank you, Donald. Right, you right. Exactly. Exactly. And I'll okay, and this and I'm gonna end by saying this one last thing, which is in the Holocaust, um, there was these Christian. Uh, there was these Christians that uh, women who helped the Jews, and so they got thrown in the camp um, in Auschwitz. And uh, so every day, you know, things were just horrible. They freezing, and they say, "Thank you for this little blanket that I have. Thank you for this stale food with roaches in it." Thank you for, you know, just they mm-hmm. said thank you for everything. And then they, it was so nasty in there, they got fleas uh-huh. all over their body. And they said, thank you for these fleas. And then when the Nazis came in to rape the women as they do their daily rape, they didn't because they were so infested with fleas that the Nazis was like, I'll pass on that. It's a really harsh story, but my point is, it's one of my favorite stories. Um, and they did escape; they did get out. Um, that 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 even though it seems ridiculous, thank you for these fleas. But it it worked. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. thank you, Donald Trump. You flee. <laughs> thank you for listening. Do you think I'm kidding, ladies and gentlemen? Thanks for tuning in. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 